Hey everybody, it is Sean and Dave from Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we are here just at the start of the show to give a quick shout out and a big thank you to the following people. We want to thank these people who have been able to go to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons and commit to high quality podcasting like Saturday Morning Cartoons through a monthly reoccurring donation. First and foremost, we want to thank Derek Haynes, Jason Woods, Jamal Newman, Melanie Harker, Allison Keen, the one and only Sean Paul Ellis, and of course, Dave Trumbor. Now, it's kind of silly that we mentioned our own names and some names you guys probably recognize, but we want to let you know out there that we are not just asking for your money and support. We are also putting our own money into the support of the podcast as well. Just wanted to make sure that you guys understood that we are right alongside with you in trying to improve the show. Thank you guys so much for your support. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from Neutronic City, I'll be your co-host, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, my co-host, Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, sir? Uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're uh, continuing our Listener Appreciation Month here with a fun tune that I remember watching as a kid, but I haven't seen in a very long time. Probably since it debuted in, like, 99. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've seen anything since it's like premiere. <laughs> I, I, I saw I like have, one episode and that was it. That's crazy. I've never heard of this and really? I've never watched it before until today. Well, we want to uh, give a quick shout out to Cody Mullins, who brought uh, Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot to our attention again after low these many years. Um, yeah, so you didn't, you've never heard of this one at all? I don't, I mean, I think looking at the character Rusty. Yeah. Uh, it, it just sort of, it reminded me sort of of Astro Boy, and so maybe there sure. was sort of like an Astro Boy comparison that my brain drew and just figured that it was an Astro Boy cartoon. Um, but no, I, I, don't, I don't remember this, and I, I don't believe I ever watched this when it was on TV. Yeah, I mean, you'd be forgiven for comparing him to Astro Boy, because that's like 100% where that comparison came <laughs> from. Uh, so actually, that's part of our history. I don't want to say too much of it, so if you want to run through our history real quick, it'll explain a bit of the backstory. Yes, yes. Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot is an American animated TV series based on the comic book of the same name by Frank Miller and Jeff Darrow. The series ran for 26 episodes on Fox Kids from 1999 to 2001 and featured the voice of Pamela Alden as Rusty, along with R. Lee Army, Stephen Root, Clancy Brown, and M. Emmett Walsh. A line of toys based on the show was produced by Bandai on July 12th. 2016, Amazon released the complete series on DVD. So I love, thank you, I love Amazon. when I include that specific day and date. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody needed to know the day and date that this was available. I feel like there's some job that's at Amazon that's just like, guys, if we're releasing these, it's going to be on the Wikipedia page. Like, yeah, you'll get your some, facts right. Some constant gardener is out there just tending to those wiki pages nonstop, just making sure they're in there. We got to do some weeding around here because it's like. <laughs> Every time I like, I put it in there, and I'm like, that's cool because all I see is release the complete series. I'm like, that's important. People should know that this series is available. And then I look back, and it's usually when you're reading it, and I'm like, oh, probably didn't need to know. July 12th at 4:53 p.m. Pacific, it was released. People well, if you have if you have that. a July 12th birthday, and you're just like, I need to know what was significant on that date in 2016. There bam, there that's you it. go. Nothing else happened. Complete series. Absolutely nothing else happened in that day. That was it. A slow day for news, but big day Oof. for Big Guy and Rusty. 
Speaking of, uh, Big Guy and Rusty the Boy Robot series takes place in the fictional Neutronic City and focuses on Rusty, the most advanced robot ever built, with a human emotional grid and quote-unquote nucleoprotonic powers. Oh boy. Yeah, the plan at the time is that Rusty will replace the Big Guy, a massive war robot that is the Earth's last line of defense against all threats, alien and domestic. However, Rusty is too inexperienced to stand on his own, so the Big Guy is recommissioned to teach Rusty the ways of the trade. Rusty idolizes the big guy, regarding him as the best robot ever. In reality, the big guy is actually a mindless battle suit, piloted by Lieutenant Dwayne Hunter, who what? poses as his chief mechanic. Surprise, surprise! Spoiler alert for the first episode, if you yeah, didn't I know. see that coming already. The big guy's secret is known only to a few, and many situations involve Lieutenant Hunter's clever and impromptu excuses to hide the fact from Rusty for two reasons. The truth could overload Rusty's emotional grid, and Rusty has trouble keeping <laughs> shut secrets. Shut up, shut up! <laughs> I think you'll see, we'll, we'll talk about this first episode here where everybody's introduced and it is fairly apparent quite early on that Rusty, Rusty has a ways to go to kind of like thicken up his skin and just calm down a little bit. He's, uh, he's very testy. I, I, I like sensitive. the idea. Yeah. I like the idea that like Lieutenant Hunter has to Clark Kent Superman this yeah. left and right because he's worried about like, because he's worried about overloading Rusty's emotional grid. Guys, that's poor programming. You know, yeah, honestly. This is bad. Uh, Not even beta testing at this point. This was. This is just, hey, we'll just, fuck it. We'll do it live. Like, we're just yeah. going like, to. We're going we're is... gonna, to we're gonna put a, <laughs> a nuclear powered robot out there with the mind of a child and see what happens. Guys, if you've ever written software before, you know, you get that alpha. You get that pre-alpha release. It's garbage. It has no reason to be out in the field. I mean, guys, this is why Gmail was in beta for like six years before they were finally just like, you know what? I think we figured out the whole email thing. Like, let's now add chat and ads and all this other crap into it as well. You're yeah, and that like, was just for email. You didn't have a, like a nuclear weapon walking around also with the mind of a child. <laughs> exactly. That, to the fact that like if his idol turned out to be not quite everything he thought it was, that it would either like just disable him completely and shut him down or he would just go nuclear and just like lay waste to the world like this is a <laughs> this is a poor decision from the outset but it's fun it makes for a fun cartoon and probably a fun comic i've never got my hands on those so if anybody listening out there has read the comics um yeah let us know it's a weird lesson to learn as well yeah. that like your idols are are not necessarily who they say they are yeah not... never meet your heroes yeah right and so it's just it's kind of it's kind of incredible to think that like in this sense they're, they're teaching that through this show, but it's a robot. It's not like a human boy who's doing it. It's a robot boy who should just be like, oh, you know what? Uh, I've got like a nuclear core inside of me, and I'm like one of the most advanced pieces of artificial intelligence that's on the planet, but I can't figure out and decipher that it's... A, I, he probably has x-ray vision. How the hell is he not seeing that inside this huge battle suit? I don't know. I don't oh, know what man. all of his powers are. I just know that he's got, the, he's got like childlike innocence. So essentially, he like still believes in Santa Claus at this point. So I mean, never tell him the truth of that, kids. Which is that Santa Claus is totally real. Oh man, this is scary and disappointing on a lot of levels. Okay, how about the theme uh, song though? Is that scary and disappointing? No, this theme song is yeah. patriotic as fuck. I'm saluting Sean right now. I don't oh know man, you can tell, but buddy, salutes. this this was one of those things that it felt like it was a it was felt like it was almost like a key piece of sort of like a, a 1940s 
um like propaganda like yeah like a like a piece of propaganda to like either yeah. to get you to buy war bonds or to to enlist now and i yeah. was under I both, both circumstances while i was listening to the theme song. i know i threw money at my tv it was yeah. weird and now i'm in the army i mean i'm pretty sure that that's how that works i'm yeah, not a no, soldier guys. i'm same I'm, I'm in the barracks down from sean yeah but yeah. mad respect to everybody who actually has served but oof, yeah unlike man, us I, <laughs> yeah unlike us <laughs> just oh man but yeah, this was a this was incredibly fun, and you know, it's a it gives you a nice little sense of sort of the the dynamic between Big Guy and between Rusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you a really kind of a, a grand scope of the heroism that's going to be in this, and sort of the the stakes and what's at large. Because yeah, you know, definitely the threats that are on display too. Yeah, because we have this giant uh, monster thing that at some point is is attacking them and. And just Rusty, or I'm sorry, Big Guy, I'm going to get these two wrong all night. And so Big Guy just sort of like unloads on him with this elbow cannon that is just these double elbow guns that are just amazing. And it's, but what was creepy, it's amazing to see the guns kind of come out of his elbows like this and just unload on everything. What was creepy is that it wasn't something that like destroyed this alien right away. You just sort of saw the alien like in states of just like oh no, slowly being blown apart. I was like, good. I was like, well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we didn't need to see all that, guys. But yeah, but it's um, alien, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but it's good. Uh, I will say, I did have to go back and listen to it then a second time. Yep. Um, and I'm glad that we were able to find what the actual theme song entails in terms of the lyrics. Yeah, I could not. I mean, I listened to it a couple of times. I got 90% of it, but there were some things where I was just like, I don't know what you're saying. But yeah. yeah. But in terms of visuals, tones, and sort of setting the, setting the stakes and the relationships in this, great job all around. This is really cool. Yeah, and it's a, fun, it's a fun little song, too. It's very much like a patriotic march, but on display is the actions of Big Guy and then of Rusty when he comes in. So it's just a lot of heroic moments, kind of maybe clips from the show. I, I'm not really sure, but it looks like <laughs> just clip sections. Yeah? There, there was like two parts. There, there was a point of this where it was something where, like, because it is, it's very Big Guy oriented. Yes. And it, for like two seconds, I was like, oh shit, this is like Godzilla and Godzuki. Yeah. Because it's like really, really patriotic and it's doing something big and then like, and Rusty. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, get him, get him out of here, get him out of here. <laughs> but it actually is, is more than that. So, I mean, we don't get that sense in the theme song. They don't give away the entirety of the, um, the plot and how these two get together, uh, which is good. But in the theme song, it's fun because it's just like a nice patriotic march. And it's a weird kind of, because this was in 1999, it's, it's weirdly a throwback to like 40s and 50s. So I don't know how much of it is satire and how much of it is just like uh, in uh, right. an homage to those times. If it just wants to bring back a like, classic feel-good patriotic robot fighting stuff, I don't know. <laughs> or, or if it's just like using patriotism as a satire for this craziness that's unfolding on screen. I don't know, but either way, it works. So it was a lot of fun. Knowing the fact that Frank Miller, who wrote Sin exactly. City, put this together, I'm going to say both. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to s- say little column a little bit of column murder yeah definitely the murder column um but we don't really start off with murder which is nice no we don't it takes a while to get to the murder yeah it takes a little bit of time just like a little bit Uh, i believe this first episode is called creatures great and small okay and that tells you absolutely nothing but it is a title (laughs) if you want to look for it out there so you know the episode that we watched this one starts off with some cows which is cute 
and it's got some cows, and anytime you're talking cows, you obviously want to factor in alien. Oh, man. This was a... I, you, know, you think about this, about, like, the whole abduction yes. idea and story, you know, and so we have these, we have these uh, kind of classic UFO flying saucers uh, circling in broad daylight. Oh, yeah. In broad daylight, circling around this farm, and then beginning to, uh, beginning to abduct these cows. And I'm just like, what, what, are, what are you going to learn from these cows? What, what are you, you going to get from these cows? How, yeah, I mean, well, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, there's so this, many quotes. This, there's so many quotes from this series. There's so many big guy quotes yeah. uh, from this thing that it's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and so it was just, at some point, you know, as the abduction is occurring, you sort of get like this weird Zeppelin sort of like dirigible thing that yeah. like shows up over top of them. It's and I like was like Sky oh. Captain in the World of Tomorrow, but if yes! they had like giant all white Zeppelins instead. <laughs> and it's amazing. Like I look this this is part of the throwback to like the classic maybe thirties era of like kind of like pre Golden Age comics. Um kind of that classic era, the art deco era. Um um, my decades are probably way off here, but that kind of like aesthetic is what they're going for. So Rusty or Big Guy's design is like that. The Zeppelin's design is a throwback to early 20th century. And that was a really cool way to introduce him, I thought. Yeah. Well, I actually thought for two seconds, I, w- I was like, oh, shit, that's the mothership for yeah. all these other little baby ships. Right. Nope. And I was totally wrong. Super wrong. <clears throat> Again, a lot of this show, for me being a first time watching it, total surprise to me. I yeah, had- which is great. I'll be honest with you, I came in with very low expectations, okay, and good. then it exceeded them pretty much a majority of the way. Okay, <laughs> so, good, yeah. But yeah, we get, we get this thing where all of a sudden we see this robot, and I was like, all right, well, it's a robot. Could, it's a robot. Still could be an alien. Still could be an alien robot. Sure, alien robots, yeah. But then all of a sudden, like, he's got missiles that are locking onto the smaller ships, and he's just like, a wasted shot costs taxpayers dearly. That's and I'm such like, a great line. What the fuck? <laughs> he's like, weapons Wait, it... locked, precision counts. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just... just talking to himself. I love it, though. I love his little monologue. Yeah. So, I mean, I wonder if it was something where, like, there was, uh, like, the rest of his team was, like, sort of on, like, ear comms, sort of back there. And he's just like, guys, guess I got to let you know what's going on with this. Because to me, originally, I'm still thinking. I'm just like, this is still just, just a giant a robot. robot. Yeah. This you don't, you don't know anything robot. about a team. You don't know anything about a base. You don't know anything about what the robot entails. If it's an actual robot, if it's a machine that somebody's piloting, you don't know anything about that. You just assume, like Sean said, just a robot. Just a wisecracking robot. Just a wisecracking, straight-talking robot. That's right. Of a, you know, good, a good American, good American robot. That's right. And he is Made just out of a, American steel. And he is just targeting. He's just targeting. These uh these aliens like a and good just, American should right and blowing them up out of the sky exactly <laughs> but um but they they fight back these uh these aliens they fight back they yeah don't. he takes a few of them out uh with his precision shots but then a couple more kind of come out of nowhere and he's like well it's about to switch it to what's he say low tech yeah yeah he goes time to go low tech <laughs> and I was like you're a giant robot <laughs> like you're not low tech nothing about you is low tech I thought he was just gonna like drop out of the zeppelin and just like smash them with his yeah. fists which is essentially that would be more cool. or less what he does but yeah i thought that's what that was the low tech was just like hammered the shit out of them yeah but this is Instead, a good place to talk about his design because what does he do next this was a cool surprise i remember watching as a kid well not a kid i was probably like mid-teens um but just watching it then i was like that's a pretty cool design so are these the aforementioned elbow guns that yeah, all exactly. of a sudden pop up <clears throat> so these elbow guns i don't know if you caught this but 
they sounded a lot different in the intro in the theme song than they did in this like in this all of a sudden introduction oh like the because, effects the sound effects yeah because with the sound effects oh, no. sounded like screaming eagles <laughs> and i was like jesus christ what the fuck is gonna be how american more, can you how get? goddamn patriotic is this robot where it's just like just like i love it if it just launched eagles out of his elbows like eagle shaped bullets just flying out of his elbows that's like a like, judge dread thing <laughs> exactly just i want stallone he's just like i am the robot and you're just like no stallone you're not i am the robot no, like, no you're just you're stallone, at home and you're watching you're an old folks be, home you're, you're about to sedate be. you again what that's it just count back guys i was three exa- two three five eight I, d- I am demolition man Good job. Okay. Have a nice rest. <laughs> no, but I loved it. So uh, he just like, he flips his arms up. It's really hard to see without the visuals, but he essentially like his arms kind of open up at the elbow joint and these like two machine guns kind of come out on like a descending like rail system on both sides. And he just just like shoots from these guns hidden within his arms. If they would have bent the other way, I thought that would have been like way more jarring and shocking but also <laughs> a pretty cool way to just show like i'm a robot and i'm not like you know it's not a giant human inside a robot suit or anything like that it's just like i have the human construction on the outside but i'm just chock full of weapons everywhere else so i just love that the design was just like it took that angle and it took that surprise that uh chance for surprise for the aliens and for the viewers because i'm sure they didn't see that coming no nobody sees screaming eagles being shot at <laughs> elbows no i have since watching this, I have tried to get a gun to yeah. come out of my elbow. The closest I've gotten is, uh, is duct taping a Nerf gun, a Nerf Maverick, uh, on the bottom of my arm, I like on my tricep. I think we're actually passing legislation to get guns implanted in every American citizen. Make American robots guns again. That's right. I love it. Yeah. Try it. That's good. So Guys. he eventually dispatches the aliens. Uh, it does come down to one alien ship and one cow. And he's able to save, he's able to save the cow, destroy the ship, and then also take the alien prisoner. So he basically succeeds on like all fronts. This is like mission accomplished. Very little so collateral damage, nicely done. So let's go back to this final bit of monologuing yeah, that yeah. he has. Oh yeah, what else? I, th- I wrote a lot of these down, but I don't exactly remember where they came from. Oh so yes, this, I do. Go ahead. Yeah. So this is a part where, uh, and maybe you have it written down. I do, if you I want do. to share with us. No, go ahead. Uh, but he's at. Uh, but evidently, uh, Dave, you tell me these aliens, they seem to be trying to prevent kids from being healthy. No, none of this Earth's surgical probe-wielding invaders going to deprive this planet's children and their growing bones of even one glass of wholesome milk. I mean, who, who doesn't want to carry on the good fight against osteoporosis and kids? <laughs> the best and was like... I could hear like the voice actor like taking like a deep breath of air because he had to say this all in like one shot and just like he barely paused throughout because he would just had to like blast through this thing but it's a great line it's hilarious yeah followed by the uh what was it like the the news team saying yeah. they're just like they're like hey big guy say cheese and he just goes i'm all teeth yeah because he does and nothing on his face moves it's just like yeah. a solid chunk of metal that's his face and that's it. So that brings us into the intro sequence and theme song. So that was like our introduction to Big Guy right there. So it tells you a lot of things. He's a robot of some kind. He is a defender of Earth against alien threats and savior of cows and milk, which is nice. Um, very patriotic. You don't quite get that until you get into the theme song, but that's very apparent. And the cool thing was that it wasn't like a clandestine operation. Like this isn't a secret robot on secret missions. 
it's very much a propaganda machine. He's out there in full view, and he's bigger than life, and everybody knows about him, and everybody's familiar with him. And then it's af only after we get back from uh, the intro, and I'm assuming the commercials, where we learn a little bit more about him and what's going on with Big Guy after nearly 10 years of service. So he's got a great record, a decade's worth of commendations, but what's the deal now? You know, I, I think that this is actually a really good mark of some decent storytelling yeah, definitely. here. Is that whole thing of like, you know, uh, once upon a time there was X, and every day he did X, and then suddenly on one important day, Y happened. And this, this is a big Y. Like, this is a big variable to throw into the equation is that uh today of all days that we are finally introduced to big guy is the day that he's actually being decommissioned and he's being replaced by a younger robot by a younger robot a young sexy robot fresh out of college oh god something like that something like that no i mean close to like <laughs> that so this is where we're introduced to i believe it's quark industries quark industries quark yes. industries they have a new ceo who is kind of this weirdo with like a red shock of hair and apparently a talking monkey which is also a surprise yeah that was surprising so when we say talking monkey we don't just mean like chittering monkey we mean speaking english and fairly eloquently uh which is just <laughs> kind of like a random thing that they throw in somewhere later in this cartoon and at this point though we're just like look aliens and weird things exist sure why not why not talking monkeys why not because that's what you get so yeah yeah so they're playing yeah, their plan is to retire big guy. Now, go ahead. He's going to say, why not have a little bit of exposition on top of the shoulder of presumably the bad guy? Yeah, definitely. I don't even know if he's really the bad guy. He's just kind of like incompetent. He just is like, <clears throat> pretty much any time you have a new CEO come into a company, uh, they're going to probably have a bit of incompetence uh, associated with them <laughs> um, one way or another. Let's just say that. So It's like in the job description. Yeah, it's like, you, it's, a, it's a necessity. It's a requirement. 10 years of incompetence. Anyway, so their plan is to retire Big Guy and not just retire him because he's not just a robot that you can turn a switch off. He's actually like the super advanced suit. So it's someone inside who's actually piloting him. And someone by the name of Lieutenant Dwayne Hunter. And you see this when the Zeppelin comes back to like a, um, a battleship that's out in the ocean somewhere. And that is like their base of operations. So it lands there, um, kind of docks and goes below. And they have this cool sequence where the big guy kind of like goes into his harness and then a tech comes and like kind of opens the back hatch. And this, this dude's just like sitting in the cockpit and he just just like backs out of it. And he's just like, what is it? What does he say? Something like he says, shooting uh, sheriff? His, yeah, no, his uh, his his tech just goes fancy shooting sheriff. Yeah. Lieutenant sheriff to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, oh, this, this must be lieutenant sheriff, big guy. Yeah. So that's when we find out that he is just basically like a battle suit. So when they decommission him, it's it's a little more gruesome than just turning like turning a switch and putting him in cold storage. They actually like have to take apart all his bits and pieces, his head, his arms. They have to take out his power core, which is a plot point that comes back in later, which is pretty yeah. interesting. But in the meantime, uh, Lieutenant Dwayne Hunter receives a Medal of Honor. And surprisingly, they actually let him just keep that and wear it around and nobody asks questions, I guess. Well, I mean, like it's... Like his day of retirement, I feel like you know, I feel like with the with the amount of uh, NDAs that he probably signed, <laughs> yeah. in addition to the fact that I'm pretty sure because I mean this isn't just a lie. This is like this is a lie that the government has told yes. the world. Yes, you know this is the scale of this lie where the government has told everybody that Big Guy is a robot, 
because they didn't want to tell him that he was simply just a tank with a human inside. Right. Like, this is the, this is the ruse that they've been, you know, uh, pitching to everybody because I guess they just they didn't want to tell. I, I guess they wanted people to think. Yeah, they had like technological had superiority like that. Yeah, that like basically like, wow, these guys are so far ahead of us that we can't even come close to touching with them. We definitely should not mess with them. So guys, they had to keep that a, quiet. This is like the moon landing. This is like the moon landing. It's exactly like, like it. Ridiculous. Just ridiculous. <laughs> in a in an in an alternate world, we instead of landing on the moon, we just built big guy. <laughs> and I kind of want to go to that world now and see what it's that like. That sounds like a pretty cool world. It sounds pretty I'm sweet. On, I'm on board with you. I am on board with that. Now, so here's, they, here's an interesting thing where we get to play with scale a little bit, right? So we've seen the sure. aliens, we've seen Big Guy, we've seen how big he is compared to his, you know, relatively small pilot who's inside, how big that Zeppelin is to Hal's Big Guy that he gets to pilot around, and now we shrink back down and we're introduced to Rusty for the first time. So what was your, what was your introduction to Rusty like? Um, it was actually frustrating. Okay, Why? Um, and it's not because I didn't like the character design. I mean, he's a he's a ginger boy robot. And sure. I was just like, yeah, I'm 100% on board with he's, this. He's ginger Astro Boy, essentially. Yeah. yeah, ginger Astro Boy. And for me, I was like, that's a hero that I can get behind. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but I was, more, I was more frustrated about the process. Okay. Because they're, they're unveiling the replacement. And I, I'm sure that this was just simply for the cartoon effects, but it... It frustrated me as an adult, nonetheless, uh, and having like worked for the government at points in my career, yeah. where it was like, guys, we're getting rid of this thing, and at, at, at like 1,400 hours, and at 1,405, on we're going to see 12th. the next yeah. thing. Yeah, on July 12th. <laughs> and I'm just like, guys, why, why, didn't, why didn't we see this stuff ahead of time? Yeah, like, how like come- maybe don't mothball that first thing until the new thing, we're sure works. And yeah. it's rolled out, and then we can mothball the other thing. But ah, eh, too late. Whatever. I mean, Let's you know, a little bit of user acceptance testing. You know, where everybody's kind of comfortable with the fact that, like, whatever you're putting out into the field to protect humanity, yeah. is you know up to snuff. Yeah. But this, I mean, one of the reasons they want to do this is because they're saying this is what they actually wanted to achieve. They actually wanted to achieve legitimate artificial intelligence, and they wanted to make an actual sentient robot that acts as a defender so the reason they're rolling rusty out is because they think they've achieved this but then you quickly learn that they've like rushed everything through development the (laughs) the scientists in charge there's dr donovan and then dr slate dr slate is more kind of like rusty's mom dr donovan is this new ceo who's kind of a jerk um they've both rushed things they've both made bad decisions and slate sees rusty more from the side of like what an amazing discovery this artificial intelligence whereas donovan say sees it as what an amazing opportunity to get all these military contracts right and that's right. kind of the divide and they've both made mistakes and that's why rusty is a sweet little nuclear powered kid but he's got a lot of problems and it's it's really it's really kind of frightening that they they do this big unveil and everybody in the room is like so because even even hunter who nobody knows i mean everybody knows except rusty like what his deal is uh in the room at least because it's very like small operation but he's like you're gonna replace the big guy the giant robot the bgy 11 with this tiny little thing and he's like yeah all right i guess i'll just go fish i'll just go trout fishing in colorado or wherever he was you know, I feel like if anything, he should have gone to like a management leadership style conference and gotten like a Six Sigma black belt 
Yeah. You know, he could have joined GI Joe. He could have joined GI Joe. This could have been the this could have been the, the this, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that from from last week? Get a little bit of that that Sigma Six Six Sigma yeah. going in there. You know, got a new recruit, which is uh, you know, this he he's already he's already served out a significant amount of uh, military, true. and now he uh, can be a black ops mercenary. And where better to go than GI Joe Sigma Six, that group yeah. of terrorists, <laughs> as we learned last week. Guys, it's all coming full circle. It this is. Month. Speaking of that, so okay, so it wasn't a great idea to rush development of Rusty. It's not a great idea to mothball big guy before you roll Rusty out. But I mean, it's not going to be a problem, right? Big guy just took down a threat. We're probably not going to see another threat for a while. He's got some time. Yeah. Uh, lo and behold, I don't know why this is a reoccurring theme, but it seems like in the middle of this same farm that we were <laughs> yeah, at, where shit field. was getting abducted, yeah. uh, suddenly the land splits open and a giant troll comes out of it. Something. Also. What is wrong with your soil that this shit keeps happening here, farmer? Like, I feel like this farm, I feel like this farmland is the problem, guys. We need to address, look, we're trying to, we're trying to fix the immediate problem. Mm -hmm. We need to fix the long-term problem, guys. Gotta get rid of farms. Well, look, we are also rolling back uh, legislations on use of pesticides and other materials (laughs) and farming. So don't worry about that. We'll be totally fine. Yes. Yes. But more super monsters dubbed annihilators. Yeah, or behemoths. Yeah. The same thing. A lot of a lot of things. This random monster. They just they just threw like the synonym book at this thing. Yeah. If it's over five stories tall, they're yeah. just like, ugh. <laughs> this mayhem. This you're just colossus. like, whoa, settle. Yeah. yeah. This is exactly. Just settle down. Yeah. You've Pick got a name. lot more episodes. Like, just hold on to those for a while. Pick one and there continue was a- on. There was like a moment where I wished that like Cisco from the CW Flash had shown up and yeah. give it like a catchy nickname. And yeah. I was like, that could have been the job of the monkey on a shoulder. Could have been. But no. That would have been good. Couldn't, couldn't been even good. get that far. But some of them call it the Annihilator. Some of them call it the Behemoth. So it's just kind of like this giant creep mud troll that's just like laying waste to the countryside. I did like that they, they send the army in or National Guard, whoever was like there in Neutronic City, uh, ready to go and just take this thing out. I like that they sent them in and they were just like completely useless against this thing. Outmatched, outclassed, outsized, and outgunned. So that was kind of nice to see that. So they don't always just go to Big Guy or now Rusty. They actually do try to handle right. stuff for themselves. They're just like Power Rangers or anything else. They're always like completely useless. So it was good to see. I, I, I was very kind of uh, weirded out when the tank starts firing at this troll okay. behemoth yeah. and suddenly the troll just throws up dirt and soil on it and yeah. it melts it. And I was like, uh, Oh, it was like <clears throat> when we used to melt, uh, we used to set up like army toys and we used to just like uh, melt them over like a burn barrel. Sure. Cause we had nothing else to do in the Poconos. Um, so it was just kind of like that, like the slow that's how childhood's process. work, Dave. Exactly. That's how childhood work. Exactly. Don't be embarrassed. No, not at all. I loved it. So we, it was that same kind of thing where they like just slowly melted, and now's where the murders start. Yeah, now's where the murders start. <laughs> slowly but, digested. But like we flip back, and it's like Rusty, and he's like, "Did I do good? Did, yeah, like, I kept my I kept my big trap shut." Yeah, he hasn't said a word through this entire meeting. So they like they like raise him up in the center of this like conference table, and he's just kind of spinning around like a new car on display. But he doesn't say a word. And it's yeah. because the Donovan told him, like, you shut your trap and don't ruin this for us, you little shit. <laughs> so then Dr. Slade is, like, the more caring one, and she kind of, like, encourages him. But then, unfortunately, this thing lands, and uh, Rusty now has to go into battle. Yeah. And they don't think he's ready. Dr. Slade <laughs> is like, there's no well, way do you he's know, ready for this. Do you know why, Dr. Slade? 
doesn't think that he's she's ready? she's smart and she knows that he's not ready? No, because he is a boy robot. Oh. Hey, why, why are we making boy robots? Just make I guess a they take man less parts, robot. Like I mean, less material. Sure. Why not just but... make a baby robot at that point then? Yeah, just make a bunch of little like nano baby robots. That'd be the cutest thing. Those would be adorable. Actually, it would almost be exactly like Powerpuff Girls. So. Why that kind of be? Yeah, that would so, be. So, yeah, it is the cutest thing. Um, but, but, Slave, but Slave just goes, yeah, uh, I don't think that he should go into battle because he doesn't fully know how to utilize his weapons. Yeah, and he almost like almost blows her up and disintegrates the entire facility because he's trying to prove to her. He's like, I know how to use my weapons. And he like fires up his nuclear fingers and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, oh, yeah, rule number one, never use weapons in the house. <laughs> yeah. How do we give him nuclear weapons on his fingers, Man. guys? Ugh. Finger guns. If you're at home making the pew, yeah, pew right. noises, then pew. you're not too far off. So yeah. Slate is basically like, look, he's not, a, he's not trained. He's not fully ready for this. And Donovan's like, it's, well, it's too late now. We already scrapped. <laughs> Scrap big guys. You got nothing left to do. Go ahead. And in this moment, and in this moment, suddenly, this little chimp that we've talked about delivers its first line yep. where it goes, this should be interesting. And I just go, and, and, and yeah, anybody paying beat, attention is like, there, you're just like what? What? It just, and, and, and then it just kind of like mugs to the camera and has yeah. one of the, like the girl from the Orbitz gum commercial where it just goes, Gleam. and you're like, what? And he goes, what? A girl can't speak her mind? And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? It's so weird because everything <sighs> else in here you t- we take for granted in like these action cartoons. It's like there's an alien menace, there's a, a terrestrial hero. It doesn't matter if it's a robot, an alien, a superhero, whatever. It's like, that's fine. But as soon as this talking monkey comes into frame, you're just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next. Like anything yeah. could possibly happen. I don't know if they explain it later on, but I do know that Jenny, I think it's Jenny, is kind of like a fan favorite. Like delivers a lot of humor. It's very strange and just kind of like a fun thing. It has nothing okay. to do with the rest of the robots. Just kind of a fun thing. So let's All talk right. about Rusty's big day out. How's it go? Well, I also want to mention this, yeah. that, uh, that uh, Slate drops, too. Uh, Rusty's a prototype. Yeah. He's Rusty not even, like, finished, finished not, yeah. like, like, Delta model or anything. He's, like, first of his kind. Yeah. This is like getting a coffee table from Ikea and just being like, uh, you know, I'm going to put, like, um, I'm going to put three of the four legs on this thing. Or it's, and like, gonna it's lose, like, And then I'm going to lose an Allen wrench and be like, the fuck is going on? Oh, meatballs. Or it's, like, literally putting, like, a new... I don't know, a new engine in a car for the first time and then just mass producing it without ever testing it and just like sending it out into the public and just being like, I'm sure it's totally fine. We'll find out uh, in a little bit. It's just, guys, it's always a bad idea. Yeah, it's that's never... long story short, bad idea. Because uh, what happens to him, Dave? Well, so Rusty is like super confident, which is nice. You know, confident kid. He's like, I'm a great robot. Or what, what is his line? He's like, I'm a dang good robot. Yeah, something like something that. Something silly and very like 1940s. I'm a super good boy. I'm a great robot. So anyway, super confident, super fast. You can fly very, very fast. Uh, he's all kinds of aerodynamic. And uh, he gets in the battle, and he's just like, I'm just going to go knock this thing out. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to go punch it in the jaw and just knock this thing out. And I was like, okay, little man, like, let's see what you can do. He doesn't even get close. This thing just like does the old like catch a fly or like smash it between both hands kind of thing and just like crushes Rusty's little head in. Rushes him. Just. No, no pain receptors. Yeah, he like knocks it. He, so he, he's, he's smashed into paste. He hits the ground and he kind of like rolls up out of the dirt and he's got a huge divot in his like right side of his head. Huge. Not just like a little bump. Massive divot. And he, he knocks on. He's like, mm, no pain receptors. I'm like, that's not good. That's not good. 
That's you don't know that you're getting your ass kicked then if yeah. you don't if you can't feel that. So he tries to like rally himself up and get back into it. By the time he gets the courage to do that again, he gets stomped. And this time he's pretty much down for the count. Yeah. So great this test is, uh, for Rusty and for the rest of the world who's like, well, now we are fucked. Yeah, baby's big day out is not going well it's so not far. Going well. So. It's not going yeah. well. Uh, which they even make light of and they're just like saying, uh, what was it, they call him, uh, <laughs> next time you feel like downloading uh, into a robot, the little engine that could. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. Like, next time you want to download the little engine that could into a nuclear-powered robot, don't. I was like, yeah. all right, Dick, what have you done? God. Talking monkey. So at this point, everybody on Earth is just kind of like, well, shit. Because they know that Rusty is kind of not lived up to expectations and Big Guy is nowhere to be found. So Big Guy's team is like, well, we've really got to get him back together. So everybody above them thinks that Big Guy is completely out of commission because they've scrapped the power cell um, that they need. But actually earlier on in the episode, the team was like, you chuckleheads don't know how to handle this. You're going to blow everybody up. So let us take it. And do you remember what they swapped it for? It was like a back, or it was like a box of car batteries. Yeah, like a truck full of car batteries. To which the guy driving the truck was like, "We're all gonna get court-martialed." That's the only thing he says this entire time. <laughs> he just shouts it. Oh God! But essentially, <laughs> they get to the Smithsonian. They get all the parts of Big Guy together, and they get the um, power cell. Now, when they do this, they happen to run across uh, cross paths with Rusty. So, what's Rusty's? Right. What's his like headspace? Other than the fact that his head's caved in. What's his headspace at this point? So, I mean, he idolizes right. Big Guy. Because he thinks I mean, he's he, a robot. <clears throat> he thinks he's a, yeah. Thinks he's a robot, and he wants to, he wants to pair up. He wants to, yeah. you know, he wants to sidekick this. Yeah, he wants to learn you know? from him, wants to fight alongside him, wants yeah. to help him. Yeah. Because again, like, as a robot boy, he believes that he is going to grow up into a robot adult. Yeah. And if he has the tutelage from big guy then he'll grow up in a similar fashion and i'm just like all kinds of that's 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 kind of freaky yeah there's a there's a lot of like weird like cybernetic oddities that kind of happen in the series i know but definitely a couple in this in this first episode just like weird things where you're just like you know like watching somebody's elbows split apart and have guns fly out of them like that's just like a like a quick little jarring moment it's cool but it's not expected and there's things like that that happen later in this episode too um so yeah for rusty he wants to get he wants to see big guy back in action but rusty recognizes lieutenant hunter and he kind of he brings him up short he's like hey i saw you back at my like introduction what are you doing here what do you have to do with big guy and you remember what hunter says what's hunter's cover what's his clerk he's a chief chief mechanic he's chief mechanic of of the big guy big guy and rusty's like yeah that totally makes sense and is not mysterious in any way so i'll allow that yeah, yeah. Somebody just put a somebody just put a Medal of Valor uh, on yeah, you, right? Shot and I, uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I was there and I watched it, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, and, and 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 the rest of your team really, you know, showed up in like their overalls, yeah, uh, and like their work and like their work dickies, yeah, and uh, and everybody was just like, yeah, yeah, let's just sit and hang out here with like a bunch of like four star marshals. And it was weird that the medal four star generals, four star marshals. marshals is even better. That's a great oh Tommy God. Lee Jones movie. Um, <laughs> The funny thing was that the medal read, thanks for 10 years of service piloting big guy, the mecha that's not actually a robot, signed America. (laughs) Signed four-star Marshall. Signed four-star Marshall. Tommy Lee Jones. Mr. America. Um, (laughs) So yeah, okay, so so again, they're keeping that secret from Rusty. That's kind of a cool 
a cool twist on this story. It could have been a very one-note story about a big robot and a small robot battling monsters, whatever. That's still fun. But they have this extra twist where there's like, there's what's human intelligence? What's artificial intelligence? How do you keep the two separate? How do the two kind of mesh together and where do they cross over? So that's a fun thing that they play with, but not in like too deep a way. All right. So now we've got the Annihilator still stomping all over the city. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up? What's up next? Big guy back in action. Uh, yeah, big guy's back in action. Uh, Rusty wants to work with him. He's just like, you know, uh, he's just like, look, big guy works alone. Like, that's, that's, that's it. it. That's his MO. Like, he's been doing alone. it for 10 years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've got a behemoth to go clobber. Yeah. This is, this is where they play with scale again, though, too, because we saw big guy and how he was much bigger than anything else, but now he comes up against this behemoth, and, like, the scale of this thing is, like, way bigger than you expected. Yeah. This is also, like, where he sort of monologues for a minute. Yes. In a, like a very patriotic sense, right. he's just like, "For God and country, for every baby who's ever gonna cut a tooth, uh, for every kid who's ever studied hard to get a good job, for every last creature on the planet Earth, I'm going in." That was really You're like, "Whoa, okay. I loved it. okay, okay." I loved it. I also love when he shows up on scene mm-hmm. and he's like, "Subject sighted, definitely not an American." Yeah, that one creeped me out a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah, that one creeped me out a little bit more. <laughs> This, well, is it is it weirder than uh, as he's getting ready to like because he the the dirigible zeppelin thing that that big guy yeah. uh, is in gets like grabbed by this giant troll. Yeah, so this, this is where we're talking. Troll. This is where we're talking scale. So this yeah, annihilator thing crazy. is big enough to just like grab that zeppelin and just like hold it no problem. Like it's a little so bad like, toy for it. So big guy jumps out and he goes, "Time to dish out the candy." That was pretty sweet. And well, do you like, remember what he jumps out of the zeppelin with? It's not just himself. Like two huge bombs. Two, two huge, huge bombs. bombs that are both like as big, if not bigger, than he is. I like for two seconds. I was like, "Oh, this is the tick, but with a robot." Yes. Like, this is the tick, yes. but with a fucking robot. It basically was time to dish oh. out the candy. <laughs> but it was, but it was bombs that had like real like skittles in them. Yeah, it was just you bombs, know? like skittle bombs. So it was delicious. Yeah. So that like I feel like he was a cross in in this instance between the tick and like a real PG version of Duke Nukem. Yeah, I could see that. I was going to say, like, like, the Tick and, like, Big O or, like, any, any mecha oh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. Because Big O had yeah. that kind of weird artistic, like, aesthetic to it. Yeah, it had that, like, very art, like, art deco, yeah. art noir yeah. kind of style to it that was, uh, like, that steampunk, yes. but not really steampunk yeah. kind of thing about it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so if you've never I seen it, like, definitely go check these out. Visually, they're, they're really cool looking, but it's got a, yeah, it's got a neat look to it. But, yeah, there's definitely right. the, ele- like, humor elements of the Tick definitely yeah. show up speaking of so, showing up who else shows up to help out the big guy because he's having uh, he's got his man. hands full sometimes literally with this annihilator right because this thing has has taken and consumed these two bombs yeah. and it, it like has automatically healed itself yeah once the skittles like, exploded inside yeah. exploded with flavor uh the rainbows that were in the it rainbows came bursting it out just, put holes just in the consumed the rainbows yes. it yeah. was like rainbows consumed yeah that's right and so it's a, it's a little bit creepy because all of a sudden you're just like, ooh, no. Uh, in, this, in this moment, like, this, this whole battle yep. ensues and it happens, it happens pretty quickly. Yeah, and he not um, only regenerates, then he also has this other power that we kind of glimpsed earlier that makes things more complicated for Big Guy. Right. So Big Guy's going in for one of the classic clobber moves yeah. to punch him in the chin, right. knock him out sort of in the same way that Rusty went going to right earlier. Going right chops. Uh, he, gets, he gets spit on. He gets like a big loogie, uh, big earth loogie from this troll. And um and it, it it dissolves 
all of the components, which again, here we go with like another Duke Nukem slash like tick moment where he like he pulls off his this arm and he so goes bad. like any good soldiers sometimes you have to say a farewell to arms so bad you're just like oh okay because All what right. he literally does next as the armor's being eroded away from his arm is he just detaches his arm i love that he just throws it at the monster it does nothing yeah it doesn't even like, like register on screen <laughs> it's just like he throws it and it's just gone it's like if you were to throw a quarter at the side of your house yeah and it just you're just like oh that Fuck. Yeah. All it right. just lands cool. in the bushes. And it's like, it's worth something, but is it worth going to go fetch it now? Nope. Nope. Certainly not. Uh, and then probably uh. the best moment of the entire episode happens next. Well, maybe not next, next. Because Rusty does show up. He tries to help out again. But he is still in over his head. So yeah. he tries to punch this thing around. He gets swatted into the concrete. You know? Big right. guy's like, I told you to like stay back, kid. Let me handle this. You're going to get yourself hurt. He does try his nucleoprotonic finger gun. How does that go over? Poorly. How, what, very poorly. What happens? Is Again, it like... prototype doesn't understand his entire arsenal right. that he has within him. Right. He shoots off half of a building. That half of a building just falls on him. Which is still <laughs> better like... than Man of Steel, where it fell on <sighs> thousands of people. But oh, uh, at least it only fell on him. There was a cool moment. And listen up, fucking Zack Snyder. This is all you had to do. If a fucking robot cartoon could do it, maybe you can figure it out, too. But at one point when Big Guy is, like, checking the sector or checking the area that he's in, he's like, great, all citizens have been evacuated. I'm like, that's all I need to hear. Then you can, the you can destroy everything that. you need to because everybody's fine. He's doing his job as a fucking hero. Anyway. I thought you were going to comment on the Zack Snyder part where, uh, where Big Guy, where uh, Lieutenant Hunter inside, he just goes, that kid's his own worst enemy. And I was like, oh, DC Marvel Universe is its own worst enemy. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I was like, fuck. All right, so we got this Rusty. Is... He just supermanned himself and collapsed a building onto his own head. Uh, yep. Once he gets out, though. No pain. No pain, my chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want that over and over and over again. <laughs> we'll find it's that ridiculous. No pain receptors. No pain receptors. Oh, and if it oh, helps, God. he has the same voice as it's similar. I think it might be the same person as uh, Bobby from King of the Hill. Pamela Alden? Yes. Does she do Bobby from King of the I Hill? I want to say yes. Pamela Alden is like the, the woman that Louis C.K. casts in everything, correct? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah, she's the best. Yeah, we will have to double she's check great. that because I did not check that, but I'm pretty sure it's the same voice as Bobby from King of the Hill. But anyway, so, so Rusty's standing there, and Big Guy kind of looks at him in a new light, and he literally scans him, because he's like, oh, this kid really does pack a lot of power, something like that. He's yeah. loaded to the gills, or some weird, weird say it, say it less creepy, the Big Guy checks out the kid. The Big Guy checks out the kid, and he likes <laughs> what he sees. Oh, Christ. And then he plugs uh, him in. Um, so he does, because this is the part that you're saying is so creepy, Dave. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, the first part of it I want to get into just because it, it pissed me off. I want you to please okay. give us a little bit of the. So he grabs the kid, and then without saying anything, he just sort of like pushes some release button on the side his of his feet off. Just, it, the, the boy's legs just <laughs> fall off. Like Pinocchio or something. Like he just hung <laughs> him up by his strings and ripped his legs off. It's like Big Guy grabs Rusty, hits a little like button on the back of him, and his legs just go like. It's just like quick, fall right quick off. Quick release lever. Quick release lever legs. Yep. And so they just drop to the ground and you're like, what? <laughs> What's about to happen? 
This was pretty cool, though. I mean, it was super creepy, but it was actually kind of a cool... I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. I mean, he could, have just, he could have just held him, which also would have been fine. Just, like, hold him and steady him, but instead he but just... But what did he do, Dave? He ripped his legs off and plugged him into his severed arm socket. So remember when he cut his, like, took his own, own arm off? He has a socket in his arm that he can plug stuff into, and apparently Rusty the Boy Robot's legs fit perfectly into that socket. And why? Because uh, thank Henry you... Ford for standardized parts. Yep. Yikes. So now uh, you've got more, you've, more quotes. You've got giant big guy robot with boy Rusty robot as his like right fist. And Rusty now is like, oh, okay, I get what you're trying to do. And he does like a double finger gun, Yu Yu Hakusho kind of thing, pointed <laughs> right at uh, Annihilator. And this, I mean, go ahead. How, how's it go from there? I mean, he just, they, they shoot. They shoot this thing to pieces. Yeah, I mean, he's just, like, just disintegrated. Like, just he's disintegrates gone. Him. Gone. So it's actually yeah. a pretty cool team-up at that point. It's a super creepy way to go about it, but it's a pretty cool team-up. And now both guys have their confidence back. Rusty is, like, ready to be, like, I guess he puts his feet back on. I have no idea. And he's like, oh, man, that was super great. Like, I can't wait to work with you again. And he kind of, like, turns and looks up. But where's Big Guy? Uh, big guy is um he's already he's already taken off. He's gone, right? He works by he's himself, gone. so he's gone. <clears throat> That's it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we we saw a glimpse of this, you know, with sort of the cheesy line, like at the beginning of this, uh, you know, where he's asked to like say cheese, and he's like, "I'm all teeth," and like, we're just going like right back to a news report where they are just kind of like, you know, they're recapping. And they're they're honoring the fact that like you know big guy was able to come to the, right. the rescue, and uh, this is the moment where all of a sudden like inside a big guy's uh, control panel like the general shows up right on like a vid screen just, yeah yeah and it's just like hey did a real good job <laughs> and uh, on behalf of the the BGY eleven committee uh, we're recommissioning you for work hey sounds great no strings attached right let's get uh... back to work. No, you said no strings. Let's get back to work. Uh, no, but as a general, I'm also going to need you to partner up with this boy robot now. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess that sounds fine. It's pretty much what the terms and conditions are of you being able to continue to fight you did, for America. You did sign that Apple terms of conditions. The EULA? Yeah. yeah the EULA without reading <laughs> yeah. it, didn't you? It <laughs> yep, said you always. had to partner up with a boy robot who may or may not uh, nuke your face off every week. Yep. Every damn time. I loved it. Though, Come on, Apple. Because Hunter was just like, you want me to team up with the kid, don't you? And he was like, yeah. He's like, under your training, he could be a much better soldier or will be a much better soldier. So I actually kind of right. liked it. They didn't force it on him. It was kind of a mutual understanding at that point. Like, this kid is the wave of the future. We just have to train him. And the best person to train him is you, but you have to stay in disguise as a giant robot. So <laughs> it's kind of an, a really interesting way to start their relationship out after being having your feet cut off and plugged into a severed arm. And he does a really cool thing, too, where big guy's like, yes. we should also honor Rusty. Come up here, my sidekick. Yep. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you, he's, he's so proud at this point, you know? He's also, he's a little confused, but he's also so proud of, like, what's happened right. and, like, what he's been through. He's just like, I did a thing, and my legs popped off, and I'm a gun. Yeah. Ugh. Yes, you were, kid. Yes, you oh, were. Man. Anything else from... Uh, Big guy and Rusty the boy robot before we move into the, reviews. The only thing that made me crack up, and this is the way that the next time I see you in person, Dave, I want to, to greet you, is <clears throat> I'm going to be on a helicopter. I need you to be fishing okay. at the same time, and I'm going to come 
in the helicopter with a crew of our friends over top of that like lake where you're fishing yeah. and i'm just gonna open up the side of the like the the helo door gonna yell? and i'm just gonna be and i'm gonna trouble like, and well, that's it i guess i gotta go <laughs> and that's it that's great it's like a call would have sufficed like <laughs> literally a, a call would i'm just glad that they're better <laughs> helicopter pilots than the idiots of uh what, rest, what was it? Emergency, Emergency plus, four, plus four. Who just crashed yeah. multiple helicopters in the mountains? <laughs> Set kids on fire? Oh, God, the worst. Yikes, don't listen to that. I mean, do listen to it, but don't watch that show. Yeah. But before we tell you whether or not to watch this show, uh, Sean, do you, are you up for reading a, another review out there from IMDb? Yeah, let's get into we this. We don't have a love and hate tonight because actually nobody hated this show on IMDb, which I am kind of proud of. Nicely done, guys. Yeah. Well done, guys. Uh, if you do hate it, please don't ever leave a review. So this is from uh, Kai18, and uh, his location is from the big guy's suit. That's right. And it's titled, A Kid Series by Frank Miller? It's true. The guy who wrote The Dark Knight Returns, a great story about the, an aging Batman, and Sin City has created a show aimed for kids. And it rocks! It has strong stories, likable archetype style characters, Rusty is based on Astro Boy. Big Guy looks like a robot from an early 60s cartoons, and it has a fun atmosphere. It's not just for kids. I watch it every week and enjoy the action-packed adventures with tongue-in-cheek dialogue from Big Guy. Its theme song seems kind of cheesy at first, but it grew on me from the, or with the patriotic overtones. And I'm not even American. If Fox Kids shows more cartoons like this, I'll never get out on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I don't know what you're gonna get out on, buddy. But you just I, I, th- I think it means like saying, never gonna leave the house. Oh, uh, okay. It did. So it's that, very weirdly phrased. I was like, get a, off on Saturday. What are you? What's I, happening? I don't. I don't get it. It's, uh, oh, he, the final final line here. Mm-hmm. It says, "Oh, and note that Jim Hanks, Tom's brother, is the voice of Big Guy's alter ego." Thanks, Kai eighteen. Yeah, good job, Kai eighteen. So, do you agree with Kai 18? Do you uh, do you like the series? Do you recommend it? And if not, does it get the dip? Yeah, I recommend this. Cool. First time getting into this, really dug it. Uh, for everything that we talked about, patriotic overtones, cheesy dialogue, uh, I think all this stuff was really well done, and I think it it put together for a really interesting show. Yeah, for me, I I'll recommend it as well, and I would like to go back and watch more of these because I think just the time it came out, I remember there was a lot of fanfare for the um, premiere of the series. So I checked it out that Saturday morning, whatever it was, maybe July 12th, who knows. Um, (laughs) But I don't remember seeing any like future episodes. So I remember watching that Saturday mornings, but this was also like high school years. So I probably didn't have as much time for Saturday morning cartoons as I do in my 30s. Um, But I would definitely recommend it. And I will probably go and check this out as well. So we'll put that in the win column for both of us. Anything else before we move on to contact info? Ah, let's get into it. All right, buddy, what are you up to in the next couple of weeks? Guys, as always, uh, we're getting close to March. Uh, I do live improv comedy theater in Washington, D.C. with a group called Knox. That's N-O-X. You can come and check us out. Uh, We're performing weekly with witdc.org. And as always, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. And thank you to San Diego. I had a fantastic time. You guys are wonderful, as always. Dave, what are you up to, bud? Uh, you can find me over at Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. You can also find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. Did you say where your Instagram and social was? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Sean Paul Ellis. That's where he is. 
You can also find us uh, Saturday Morning Cartoons at our Patreon page, where you can read up on some possible tips to give us and some swag for you to get in return uh, each and every month. Patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons. You can also find us on our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. And you can listen to our audio podcast for free each and every week through uh, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If, like the listeners did for uh, February Listener Appreciation Month, you would like to suggest a cartoon for an upcoming episode, send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. The last week of February is coming up, and we are going to close out Listener Appreciation Month with uh, an old spy series, but we're not going to tell you which one it is. Can we hint? I think I just did. Can we hint, though? You got it. You get, I gave one hint, you get one hint. It's, it's just about spies and fart noises. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You can figure it out, then. You're welcome to join us next week. But until then, thank you for listening. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.